and welcome to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and talk about tales pertaining to a specific topic. This episode's topic is bite size. Anything mini, small, smaller than normal. Emily, save me. I'm flailing. My name's Sarah. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. And this is how my voice sounds today. <laughs> the vocal fry is turned up to level 17. Yes. 17. I promise I didn't go on a bender last night. (laughs) Although if I did, that would be a better reason other than just (laughs) spring to summer allergies and concert season. I just recently got over a cold. That was very gross. Did you give it to me? Unlikely. You gave it to me on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) You gave me other wonderful gifts. (laughs) Okay, we'll get it out of the way. On Sunday, I was distracted by the local wildlife and caused a three-bike pileup on the amphitheater trail. It was on the news. It was not on the news. (laughs) That you know. Oh, no. I was biking. I saw a frog. We were biking in a little line, a cute little line. And I saw the frog. And I braked very rapidly because I wanted to see the frog. And those behind me were not aware of the braking situation. Because you don't do that. Yeah. Well, Well, you did that. (laughs) Um, I believe you said it was a toad. It might have been a toad. I said... I didn't see it because I crashed into you. That's Erica right. did lay fully on the ground. It's true. Well, in a public Because I crashed into you it's and true. then Zach crashed into me. So I was That's in right. a bang, bang play, as they would say in the NFL. Bang, bang, chicken. And I was going to say bang, bang, chicken and shrimp also because I don't know sports metaphors. My arm is a really fun trifecta of colors. colors. Yeah. yeah. It Not my is, proudest moment, I'm going to be honest. It, it wasn't, but we're here, and <laughs> it's happening. Um, this tea smells like oatmeal. That's what it smells like to me. I, yeah, it does, but I, like in a good way. Yeah, like meeple and brown sugary. It, it smells like breakfast, mm. but like chill breakfast. So what we're drinking today is honey bush banana nut tea mm-hmm. from Adagio. Um we picked it because the honey bush tea is small. The tea leaves are small, just are. like mini. And there's bite-sized banana pieces in it. I'm not um, getting much banana from it, I'll be honest. I feel like the smell is more than the taste. But there's apple, lovely. cinnamon, which is maybe where the oatmeal kind of mm. thing. Um, cocoa. I would, cocoa? I don't know. Banana, chestnut, and marigold. But I think it's good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it's good for the rainy day, which today has been. Yeah, we've had some pretty wild thunderstorms and downpour at work today. I like thunderstorms as long as they're not too wild. I do too. My client though is like it's nervous for them, but she was chill all day today. I was like, "Are you scared? Are you nervous? Are you how you doing?" She's like, "I'm (laughs) fine." Good. Good. Can we go to the park? Like, no, it's raining. <laughs> we went to the zoo today, though. <laughs> it was not raining when we went to the zoo, though. That's true. I thought it was funny that, like, uh, half an hour before the end of school, my baseball players were like, I wonder if our game's going to get canceled. And oh, I'm no. like, I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> or, like, right. lacrosse. They were like, is it canceled? I'm like, I'm like again, it's like, well... You're running around an open field with giant metal poles. So I'm thinking <laughs> they were probably going to say no. But that's just, you know, common sense. I love when it rains. I do too. It's a great season. Especially when you have tea or like you're watching a movie or playing Switch or reading. 
Yeah. Like, chill, like the lights are off. And it's just kind of a very much a chill vibe. It's a nice reason to not have to go anywhere. I saw, um, I don't think I saw the original, but it's definitely that Jason guy on TikTok that's like the big book talk person. <laughs> and they use his audio for a lot of like remixes and stuff. And it was just like, oh no, it's raining. All my plans are canceled. Now I'm going to just have to sit inside and read all day long. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. My brother sent a message to me at work today and was like, well, you won't have to water the flowers today. It's true. I was thinking I'd have to, and now I don't. But you know what is also nice? If you've been following along, and by that I mean, I think in our last episode... Um, I mentioned that there are squirrels living in my house. Yes. And we haven't heard them in two or three days after the squirrel guy took one of you them. You never heard So I think either he took the mom and the kids went to find her or like one of the kids and the mom brought the other one and was like, let's go find Joe Squirrel. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. And it's like taken. <laughs> squirrel edition. Kind of a certain number of skills. <laughs> number. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> squeak, squeak, I mean, they did, like, mess up one of our circuits and wiring, so now we got to pay an electrician. So it's been a whole saga, but it seems to be nearing its conclusion. That's good. I did have to bring a whole damn lamp into my closet, though, the other day, because I was like, I can't just get dressed with my like my phone flashlight. So I just, like, stole like, a bedside lamp and was like, They're like, what did you go. do? Get dressed in the dark? And you're like, literally, yeah, yes. actually. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> so good that's the fun of home ownership oh yeah we also have recently much recently more recently become home owners and we also have to redo our electric and we need to just finish our basement there's a lot of things I mean, hopefully we don't have to redo it it's just the one circuit but someone has to go in there because I imagine there's like an exposed wire and that's why it won't turn back on. Maybe I'll Joe Squirrel in. got like electrocuted. Joe Squirrel and, and all and the others. Jane Squirrel. Like, we can't stay here. This is Josiah Squirrel. No, I think we would like Justin Squirrel, <laughs> Joseph Squirrel, <laughs> Josiah, Sally Squirrel. <laughs> Just to mix Just it up. Sally. <laughs> Just Sally. Not even Sally Squirrel. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, Someone drop an art. Fan art of the squirrel family. <laughs> Gosh, I hate them so much. They make such an awful noise at all hours of the day, just scratching in the walls. I'm still going to write it. I think this summer I'm going to write a short story. Yes. And yes, when back. you, it's a haunted house and. You, you should all write a short story. Yeah, story. Same short story. So it's a haunted house, but my, and like, I'm going to tell you the spoiler ending. Okay. Because. If you want to wait till the right. short story episode. No, so my, my spoiler ending is that it wasn't haunted and it's the whole time it was a squirrel family wrecking havoc. Because like, they've done so many things that could be perceived as ghostly activity, like scratching in the walls, like hearing running in like in your attic and your like and in the walls kind of like gently whispering violence in your ears no never than that <laughs> but like messing Not with yet. the lights so they're like flickering like all these things are in haunted house stories Let's but the, the, the squirrels did we're doing yeah. a short story podcast episode where each of us will talk about a short story that we like written by somebody and each of us will write a short story 
Okay, I still have to say the one when Autumn was on and you guys had me give you like random prompts. Mm -hmm. I have thought about that story a lot. And it was like the color green, a clock, and Target. And I have one percolating in my brain. I don't remember that, but I don't remember what my is. It was something, I don't know if we ever said it on the podcast or it was mm -hmm. as we were getting ready. But I'm going to write it down. It was green. like random prompts because I was going to write one. And oh, yeah. So and shout out to Autumn for having me do prompts. And now I've had a story working in my brain for two what was months the third or so. Horror? Target. Target. Oh, green at a clock. And a clock. Yes. So it is done. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not done, but I have written it down. There you go. Well, so um, short stories mm -hmm. and or mini series, mm -hmm. short games. Mm -hmm. Am I leaving anything out? Short movies. Short people. Short people. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the topic today. That's I mean, I'm it. also short, but I got nothing on you. I think we have a Thanks. friend who's shorter than you. Do we? Do I don't you? think so. Oh, we don't? Oh. We have a height chart at our house. I haven't looked at the height chart. Literally before we started recording, <laughs> I was like, you're our shortest friend. <laughs> well, that was our other It's really friend. hard no, to find an adult it. person under four foot ten, because that's what I am. I mean, maybe Pat Cachuni. <laughs> no, I don't. No. no, Pat's taller than me. Hey, I'm Pat. pretty sure. Hey, Pat. <laughs> no, yeah. Pat's taller than me. Oh, sure. yeah. I, I could see her being taller than you. Yeah, well. I'm like that. The rain's gone. Bye. Guess we'll have to go outside now. That's a lie. <laughs> it's very wet. Plants are watered. My goodness. Well, so we didn't Sarah, anything... why did you bring us to this topic? Yeah, that's a great question. And one I really thought about today because I waited until the last minute to write things down and, in fact, even pick the things that I was going to do. I'm sure at the time I was like, this is so creative. Oh, my God. I've never had more brilliant idea in my life. Ugh. I think I was thinking about mini chocolate bars. So your your life always? Wow. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember why. I really don't. I remember why. We wanted to do a shorter episode so that we would make sure that we had one ready to like go. That's <laughs> right. There we go. Well, so I don't think any of us picked... Um, short movies or a mini series did we a tv no movie? i picked tv shorts like before movies like Pixar oh, shorts. okay so how about like are there any tv mini series or really short films that you like and then we'll i then guess we'll over the garden wall is technically a mini series mm -hmm. there isn't any other follow-up it's a great it's a great cartoon to watch in the fall i've mentioned it before on our i think halloween episode or something um but it's about two brothers and they're like going through um purgatory or whatever and it's it's very good it's, it's just 10 episodes there's it's some like offbeat in a really interesting way it also makes me think of fall it's I feel like when i watch it when it's not fall the music is very good in it there's <laughs> yes. some really good voice acting in it too so mm -hmm. that's a mini series but not specifically i don't think i go to look for mini series we were talking uh good omens which i have talked about in the past was a mini series, but now it's it's getting a season two, so it's it's kind of not anymore. Is something else getting a season two, Sarah? <laughs> yes, Star Plague was getting a season two. Oh my goodness! I was gonna wait until what are you reading, watching Plague now, but <laughs> nah, we, we might can... as well say today our flag means death. Confirmed, obviously we've known for a while, but not officially until today. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! <laughs> yeah. um, I was in the car with my client and could not be as excited as I wanted to, so I just sang. We were listening to, to be Frozen, and I just sang Frozen really loud because I was so excited. 
I mean, like the horror miniseries that we've talked about that Mike Flanagan has done, those would count. Like The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah. And Blind Manor and um, Midnight Mass. Like self-contained. Midnight Mass is so good. Yeah. That would count. The only other one I really came up with was The Queen's Gambit. I thought that was really well done. We've only watched, I think, one episode. We watched one episode. It was, we've watched three. And it's like fine. Yeah. (laughs) She has a drug problem, remember? She's really, she is a great actress. She's a really good actress. And like the costuming is just like amazing. That that vibe in like this the seventies and sixties that they did. What yeah. about something like Black Mirror with little standalone episodes? Yeah, it's like a television yeah. series and has several seasons. But if you take it on an episode by episode, yeah. like they you don't can... really connect, right? No, not really. There's like one called the Black Mirror Museum mm-hmm. that like kind of there's, has yeah. Like, I mean, there's like some, but like it's like a framing device. I feel like. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could, like, take that story and make it into a movie if you wanted to, like, mm. each individual one. I feel like later tonight I'm going to be, like, tr- like about to go to bed and be like, oh, my gosh, I just thought of a really good one. <laughs> well, and, like, we've <laughs> talked a little bit about, like, the Marvel ones, which I feel I'm kind of oversaturated with Marvel at this point. And, but, like, we all really liked WandaVision, and mm-hmm. you really liked Loki. I did. It's also but getting it's another season yeah, now, so. I think both of those are. Because I would say, like, the... I don't think WandaVision is. That's kind of a self-contained oh, thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it's like you get the movies and stuff. Oh, that's Yeah, funny. but... I mean, not watch those movies. A lot of the miniseries is that I liked. Miniseries? Yeah. Yes, here we go. Uh, started as a miniseries, but then they're so well-liked that people are like, we demand more. Which always makes me nervous because second thing's tend to not be as good but i have high hopes unless they're kind of planned i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um a lot of like the scary movies we watch are usually shorter what was the one we watched that was really short choose the or day? die choose or die was, was die short i think I that one was pretty short was no so i was thinking good. last week that wasn't very good demonic don't malevolent no, it was demonic. No, it wasn't no, demonic. It was the one was demonic was with the guy that plays oh. Ted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. Neither one should be watched. <laughs> <laughs> we decided in the last few weeks we were going to blindly pick Netflix original <laughs> horror movies, mm-hmm. and only Choose or Die was well, really worth watching. We picked Choose or Die at random, and yeah. it was very fun and exactly what we wanted mm-hmm. it to be. And then it was. These ads that just played at the end of the movie yeah. while we were chilling, we're like, oh, that one looks interesting. Oh, that one. And it was like, ooh, Ted Mullins. Let's watch this. <laughs> it was so bad. And that one, so Demonic bad. was worse, I think. The, They're pretty powerful. I wanted it to be lighter hearted in, in that I wanted the kids to be stupid. Oh, you're talking and, about malevolent. Yeah, yeah, malevolent. I wanted them to be stupid and then I wanted them just to get ripped apart one by one. But it was like but they 47 were, they were like, minutes of nothing and like, then murder. And then like really 20 minutes. Like that movie was like, there are Stranger Things episodes longer than the movies. <laughs> but like, we, they were, it, you know what? They didn't need to be any longer. Mm-hmm. Emily, yeah. there's a really good short one that you like as above, so below. Oh, that one's yeah. really short. It is. I I forget. I mean, I'm just it like, can only go down and then up. So that's true. Or down just down and down. And down, and down. You down. have talked about how yeah. that is such a hard shopping mall. Is short hard movie. I've not, not yet about. seen. Gotta watch that. Today might be the day. I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> I really still want to watch what we do in the shadows. The movie. That's uh, not short. Um, it's not short. Yeah, I don't even. I can't really think of. I don't really watch too many short. I feel like I had something so specific in my mind, and I was like, "This is so clever!" Like, oh my god, mini like bite size. This is so clever. (laughs) (laughs) And then now, like 
two weeks later or whatever, I'm like, not a clue. That, no. that Sarah is a different person. It's all right. I'm growing and involving, adapting into our environment. Well, Emily, do you want to start us off on our first tale? Mm-hmm. So I just just snatched it. It's gone now. Um, So I decided to go with, because when, you know, when they were like, let's do mini things, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But I decided to do uh, Pixar mini shorts because they're so lovely. Sometimes they're really lovely when you see those shorts before movies. And sometimes you're just like, I I don't need to see this. Yeah. (laughs) So I I feel usually like I get nervous that they're going to be sad. Oh, Every time I see yeah. them, like, so this many is going to make me cry before so, I see Yeah, incredible. so the first one I picked was Lava, which came out um, when Inside Out came out, which was in 2014. I also learned that a lot of these premiere before their movies, which I didn't know. Did a little bit of history. It was kind of cool. Um, directed by... I know we went away from this, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, directed by James Ford Murphy, who wrote the song. Lava is about two volcanoes, one that's, like, been there for, like, millions of years, and he's, like, sad and depleted, and he's, like, I want to find love, and the other volcano is, like, a girl volcano, and it was really interesting, because I was, he, uh, I was looking it up, and he talked about how, uh, he was inspired by a trip to, uh, Hawaii, and, like, looking at the beauty of the tropical islands and also the explosive allure of ocean volcanoes, <laughs> which is funny. Explosive allure, huh? <laughs> um... I'm going to mess up this name, so I really do apologize. But Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Israel. Do you know how to say his last name? The Hawaiian guy. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I noticed you didn't try. It's like, I'm going to say it wrong, but the, he does Over the Rainbow. He's really nice. Hawaiian dude. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, it, if you do listen to the song from Lava, it does sound like that guy. But it was also inspired by his sister who got married much later in life about how, like humans, maybe volcanoes are also waiting for love, which is like so dorky, but also so cute. I thought it was very adorable. Um, the second short I picked was Piper, which came out in 2016 when Finding Dory came out. Also, all these movies are so good. This one was by Alan <laughs> Barilliaro. <laughs> and this is about a little sandpiper bird who is uh, basically like, Mom, feed me because I'm a little bird and I'm cute. And Mama Bird's like, no, you need to go to the ocean and figure out how to find your own food. And so when she's like, okay, I'll do this. And then she gets swooshed by a wave of water. And it's just, she's just like, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm like, I don't want to get wet. Um, and so she kind of overcomes that fear of the water. Um, why I picked this one is because the animation of the sand and the water alone. I remember sitting in the movie theater waiting to watch this movie and thinking, wow, that animation is stunning. Like the water animation alone. Um, I have a question. This kind of relates to many things in general, too. Yeah. What do you think, like, story beat-wise and emotional weight like it has to be more it has to be condensed like what do you think i don't remember what my question was but like what are (laughs) elements of that that you think like are important yeah with it being more condensed and you'd have to figure out a way to make your character likable right away like instantly yeah so like this little bird piper the name of like it's the name of the whole cartoon but also the name of the bird it's just so adorable right off the bat Mm. and also like so like snarky because she's like mom feed me like because there's no words in this there's just like music and waves and so she's like mom feed me and the mom's like no and so like it's just that dynamic right away it's just like kind of i mean it's it's like i think six minutes long hello louie um 
So I think that it's important to kind of establish them right away. Like volcano singing. It's like, he's a sad volcano guy. Also in the short, like there's a bunch of couples that are like, there's like a, two dolphins and there's like two seagulls. And Do you there's, think like, you have to simplify the story in order to fit it into a smaller? No. No. No, because it can still have deep meaning. Right. Because like Piper is about tell growth. It quickly somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the lava one is more about like finding love and being sad and being alone and being okay with being alone and then being okay finally finding someone your stakes have to be higher in that situation or not even necessarily i think like if you look at like classic writers that are really good at short stories like i mean i'm going to talk about stephen king but like bradbury and like they are able to set the setting really fast Mm -hmm. and then like so the world building has to be like instantaneous Mm -hmm. and so and like not all good writers are good at short stories because like i can't imagine like tolkien writing like no he needs at least 40 pages to describe the tree right so like (laughs) you'd have to have so like i can't remember these shorts even though i've seen both Mm -hmm. movies um but like they both have like stood up to me but like yeah but so like you just like but I think the way you described it with the volcanoes, like, okay, I know exactly what, like, Pixar was going for. Yeah. Like, okay, these volcanoes are there. This volcano is sad because he's been watching for thousands of years yeah. and all these couples that are paired up. And it's about, like, it's worth the wait and waiting to find yeah. the two. So, like, I think they were like, here's the beginning, middle, end. And then that's how because it's it doesn't Because it doesn't need to be a full fe- uh, feature-length movie either. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, a little, like, here's a little... When I think you don't need the explanation. No one's telling you this volcano is sad. And here's his backstory. Like, this is, like, you just know volcanoes have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Or, like, we know birds need to eat. And they are trying to, like, find food on their own. Yes. But then there's also the, like, this is a child that's having to grow up now. Yes. Which is, like, that's intense. And to just do it in a little, with, like, a veneer of, like, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to, no, like, no, no, interrupt your whole like, thing, but, like... No, 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 you're 100% true. Like, like there's so much... Besides, in, in cartoons in general, there's so much that people don't read into because they write it off because it's animation or cartoon. Mm. But, like, it is. And it's, like, finding love is important and it's hard and, you you know, you might not get there or it might take you a really long time. But, like, growing up is important, yeah. you know? But, like, think of Pixar with Up. Like, Up is obviously a feature-length film. Right. But, yeah. like, think of just that so opening sad. is so sad. That, like, but they had to minutes. they had to establish, like, okay, Ed Asner's character is grumpy, mm-hmm. and he's, this is why he's grumpy. Mm-hmm. And they took ten minutes and told, like, the world's saddest story. But it's fully, literally everyone, you say Up, and they're like, oh, that opening <laughs> Even children, though. Like, the kids, like, my students do it too like they're like oh that scene because it's like okay we have to tell his entire life story without words in just 10 minutes and i think pixar like their writers are really good about oh that. they because yeah. you set up the world here's the guy look he's so happy because if you just started with him being like grumpy you would in a jerk you'd be like okay fine yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. if you found out about his wife later it wouldn't be as impactful as like seeing Ellie in her whole life. I and cried. Like, the miscarriage and their but their wedding mm-hmm. and the highs and lows and now you And then walking up the hill. Yeah, and he's oh. like a fully developed person in ten minutes and then boom. It's true. Like, it's very good story. I think that's a specific writing form and I don't know what you would call it, but I think it's it's something other entirely <laughs> than like because like you said up is a full length, but like just taking that. Yeah. Like I don't know. I think there's probably 
when they stick with you, like the one when you said Pixar shorts, I didn't know which ones you were gonna pick. Yeah, I just immediately thought like the dumpling one stuck. And in that's me. my last one. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder about, it, but also the one that I think was one of their first ones in either Beginning of Bugs Life or Toy Story with the guys playing chess. Yeah, like, <laughs> I still remember. I just got chills. I still remember <laughs> sitting in the theater as a kid, being like, "What is this? This is yeah. weird." Like, and like it's the guy, and he was the both guys. And I remember because like we didn't expect short before movies no. and I just remember as a kid being like oh, this was about toys and I didn't <laughs> understand but then you just get engrossed and they're literally just playing Jess and then you're like oh this is really meaningful yeah and yeah but it stuck with me like 20 whatever years later yeah do you think yeah. getting your audience to like your character like right off the bat Maybe not like, but at least know your Intrigued. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, Curious. why is this old man playing chess again against himself, and now it's, like, two different characters, but it's still him? Right. You know? Yeah. Because, like, one of the stories I'm going to talk about, I don't like any of the characters, but I know exactly who they are mm -hmm. in the first couple of pages. So well, maybe, the story must be So, like, world building, character, mm -hmm. and beginning, middle, end, like, boom, boom, boom. I don't know. Emily, how do they do that in your last? Year? Yes, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. My, no, it's a good. It's a good question. It's a good talking points. Uh, the last one's Bao, um, which came out in 2018, which was written and directed by Domi Shi, who did also Turning Red. She was the first female animator to do a short for Pixar, and the first female to that long? to yeah to do the wow. movie too, which just came out like earlier this year, which is wild. So it took Pixar. Over Boys 20 Club. years to hire a female animator. I think lead animator. I think there's been female animators. Well, sure. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Get together, um, Pixar. <laughs> we do love Pixar, but also, come on. Um, and in that one, that set, and kind of like, actually, it's very interesting. There's like very much par uh, parallels between Turning Red and uh, Bao, which is it's a Chinese-Canadian family. Um, and so she has making dumplings at the top of this. Oh, and like going into this one, I'm like zigzagging, sorry. But going into this one, you're just like, what how is this happen? going to emotionally scar me? <laughs> like What's every time happen? I'm like, oh God, I just don't want to cry in this movie theater right now. Um, but she makes, she's making dumplings and she's sitting down with her husband and she's eating the dumplings. And then one of the dumplings comes to life. And then she raises this dumpling from like a little baby and she takes care of it. And she feeds it more dumpling filling and it like grows up a little bit. And then like towards the end of it, he's like, I want to go be with my friends. And she's like, no, come and do like tai chi or whatever in the park and like come shopping with me and like do the stuff with me he's like no and then he like gets engaged and then like she eats him like so everybody in the theater was just like what and there was audible gasps in the theater like what oh my gosh uh, yeah, and so it again. It's like that. Like this one was a little longer. I think it was like seven minutes. Um, but then you find out like the the dumpling is not a real dumpling. It's like her kid, and like it's very very interesting. It's very very good storytelling. Through, I wish like, I had been the person to write her eating the dumpling because the satisfaction I would feel in people's shock would would power me to my ancient days. Like isn't I would. It, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Isn't it supposed like an allegory to like trying to keep her kid close yeah. to her so yeah. she eats him even though he's like an adult that's having his own family yeah because he like gets okay. engaged and stuff and like, well, like wants to leave his wife or his fiance comes in she kind of looks like a bimbo and she's just yeah. like oh, oh yeah. But then like yeah, later yeah. on 
there's like more to her and, and they're, stuff. Like, like they're making dumplings at the end. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like bite-sized storytelling. But yeah. it gets very deep. It's bite-sized storytelling. And... Full circle. <laughs> at so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> but that one came out uh, 2018 before Incredibles 2. And it's just so good. That's like my favorite one. I think they ones. know which ones compare with what. Because like you couldn't put that in front of like up. <laughs> It'd be too much. No. no. Whereas like Inside Out is an emotional roller That's coaster. The so the bird one is more just a cheerful growing up story. The bird one was before Finding Dory. Oh, I'm sorry. The Lava was before. Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, but Piper happy, and I hope. <laughs> Piper and Bao won uh, the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Films for their years as well. And Who else is putting out animated them. short films? I don't know, but a lot of them like Monopoly, do maybe other, they're online. Like mm-hmm. do other Pixar movies and like animate stuff. So sure. but yeah. Maybe people do them in hopes of getting hired by a company like Pixar or DreamWorks. So. And then like, hey, look at my short. I know that one uh one not too long ago where it was a guy that was just like, Hey, I have it. he put like out on Twitter, hey, I have an idea for like um uh, a single, like, black dad learning how to do his daughter's hair. Yes. And then someone, like, he's like, but I, I need an animator. And then, like, someone connected with him, and then they won the Oscar that, for yeah. it. Like, that's cool. That's very cool. And it was good, too. I watched it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those are my shorts. I, I really like them. I do like, but not like <laughs> Olaf's Christmas Adventure, which I know that no. you complained about. <laughs> going to see him. I complained about. I heard no, someone did. I did not see that. <laughs> someone was like, I'm done with Frozen now. <laughs> I was done with Frozen when it decided it wasn't a musical halfway through anymore. Wow. Mm. The second one's better. It's getting a third one. I know. Next year, November. That's wild. Money. All right, so our <laughs> next story. I, uh, I'll i do my first. It's actually, I'm going to do two in one, but they're small, and they're pretty similar. I'm just kidding. We're all doing them. I think Because they're mini. Why did they um, It's two video games. I played them both on Switch, but I think they're available everywhere. Um, one is called Limbo, and the other is called Inside. I've actually uh, played one of these. Which one? Limbo. Limbo it's is so great. great and so scary. <laughs> And I so annoying. I <laughs> tried doing it on my computer, and it was a hard fail. <laughs> I, I played it on Switch. I also have now a, a And then I played it on my phone, so and it was better. only slightly easier. <laughs> so they're like, a, both of them are uh, puzzle platformer games. Limbo is black and white, released in July 2010. It's known for having minimal story, high puzzle, and the system called Trial by Death. So essentially, there's puzzles. It's super, super easy for your character to die. And then you just go back to, like, it saves you at a certain point. And you're like, okay, so how am I going to do this? Like, you have to find things in the world or, you know, jump a certain way or something in order to not die. And Limbo runs about three and a half hours. And it's interesting because it doesn't really have any dialogue. It has, like, ambient sound. And it has, like, the sound of the monsters and the sound of the boy you're playing going, like, or whatever. <laughs> you, you have, I'm laughing because you said it's a three and a half hour game. And I swear I played it for, like, six and not gotten that far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and I think I also I just wanted because I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking like, or so oh I did say, or so. <laughs> it's some of the puzzles are it's hard. So hard. Yeah, 
I remember watching my friend play that game and growing it's up. Scary, was, like yeah, stuff it was like, like chomps you. I and would never. I did have a shirt for a while that was um, an Expecto Patronum shirt, but it was done in the style of the Limbo artwork. That's it was so really cool. cool. Nice. It, it is really them. like it's monochromatic. It's like uh, black and white and gray, especially Limbo is. And I mean, it's not complicated, but it's interesting to look at. Um. And then Inside, which was a successor to Limbo, where they kind of made the system a little better. But it's the same idea, where you're playing like a boy, and he's... And it kind of has a story, but not really, and you kind of have to figure it out. And there's no words, so... Um, that one was released in 2016, where you play as a boy, you solve puzzles, and try to avoid dying. And that one is also very scary. Stuff chases you, stuff Not pulls long. you down, and, and, like, destroys you. And has a very, very strange ending, which I went back... This is a fun fact. <laughs> and what's, what is it called again? Inside? Inside, okay. yeah. Um, they go on sale on Switch all the time. So if you're looking to buy it, you can get it for probably, like, five or six bucks uh, if you buy it at the right time. I think they're normally around 15 or 20 um, and then the one fun fact that I wrote down, because I did the bare minimum research, mm-hmm. um, is uh, the the music or the sound for Inside was done by a guy named Martin Stig Anderson. And he created it by rooting sound, routing sound through a human skull to get what he called bone conducting sound. What? <laughs> and I was like... All right. So, bone conducting How sound. How did he get a human skull? How indeed. Um, a really intense production of Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, they're scary. They're not very long. You can take breaks because you will need to take breaks because some of the puzzles are hard. But they're really fun and rewarding. And sometimes they're very frustrating, too. <laughs> and that is that. Do you want me to go with my second one because mine's also a video game or do you want me to come back to me? Well, they're just skipping me now. Erica hasn't even done her first one. I know. One. No, you're I taking can do it's one. Eric. No, no, yeah, it's sorry. It's Erica o'clock. I'm sorry. Should I do my shorter one then because you're very excited about your video game? I can do my shorter one. <laughs> okay. I am going sure. into podcast prison. <laughs> so, um, I, I picked two, well, I picked a short story collection and then an actual short story. So, um, or a novella. Um, my first one is uh, called Nightfall, which is a 1941 science fiction short story by Isaac Asimov, who we've briefly talked about with um, iRobot and like a robot episode and stuff. Um, so I bought his book. It's called like Nightfall and Other Stories, um, which the the whole anthology was really, really good. Um it was one that Asimov put together himself. And then before each short story, he talks a little bit about it. I love when an author does that. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes and like, I'll, like, an after. like I'll read some of it or yeah, I'll go back. But the one that I thought, the reason I thought it was interesting is A, like I've liked his writing, but he's not known for being like really funny. It's more like his really like progressive ideas about sci-fi. But his prequel parts before each story were really funny to me like in his just his own voice like he seemed like a really entertaining guy to hang out with and sometimes he would put it in there and be like I don't really like this one but my wife likes it and she told me to put it in there so here it is and like <laughs> and and so the other thing that's interesting is he did it chronologically from like so he was like looking back at the end of his career and he put the anthology together um 
and he opens it with Nightfall, which is basically like his first big hit. And he's always said, like, I don't know why this one became so popular because I don't like like I look back and the story's good, but I hate my writing in it. And I think I've gotten a lot better. But then he's like, but then things that I love, people don't like. So I think it's interesting. But um so the the story is that it's it's told from like a journalist that's visiting like an observatory with a bunch of scientists. And basically they're waiting for nightfall on their planet, which is um not just like the night like they're used to always having a sun i think they have like a bunch of suns in the vicinity to where they can like tatooine extreme <laughs> and, but when nightfall comes like it's gonna be dark for years and years and years and every time this happens on this planet civilization just crumbles and they have to like so they have like a few things from previous civilizations to know this has happened but every civilization has had to build like from the ground up. And so there's these doomsday cults and then there's the journalist that's in with like the scientists that are trying to like protect people in like bunkers and underground bunkers and stuff like this. But considering they've never been without like daylight of some sort, it just drives people crazy. So the entire story is just leading up to this moment and it's all just told like in like a day of going up through that. And so you have the people that are like, well, I know this is going to happen. And then you have the ones that are like, no, I think we'll be fine this time. Like, we've learned from the past of our oh, civilization. <laughs> and then the journalists, like, some of them don't want him there. And they're like, what does it matter if we're all going to die in, like, a few hours anyways? We might as well have him document it so people know what went wrong. And so all these things, there's, like, um, these myths about how they can, like, prevent it. They've done all these calculations. And then, um, it, like... I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but what they don't count on is stars because they've never seen stars. Aww. And it just like messes with everybody in their whole plan. They're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> and that's kind of like the last third is them like dealing with when it goes to nightfall. And I just thought it was a really, really cool, cool story. And I can see why it's his most popular. Like, little, it's, it's, it's somewhere between long, short story and novella. <laughs> yeah. How many pages? Um, I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> I could look it up. Maybe you can back it up. Um, but it no, it wasn't like well, I don't know be, if I could. <laughs> it could be a sitting, but it would be kind of tough to do that one in one sitting. I think um, that one's kind of a bit longer than most short stories. Let's see if I can find it. Quick facts, maybe it is. Well, nope. It says 352 <laughs> pages, but I assume that's the entire anthology. Mm -hmm. There's oh. a bunch of anthologies it's been in, but the one that I recommend is the one called Nightfall and Other Stories. Okay. So it has a nice, like, nice cover on it now. and Yeah, so it's really good. And the other stories in there, I think I really liked all but like two or three. I kind of started and I was like, eh, I don't know. But <laughs> the rest of them I thought were really interesting. There's a lot of like commentary on like war and the presence of like technology and how it can like some are helpful and sometimes it's not or mm -hmm. like racism but he was telling it in the 40s but the racism would be like against the aliens mm -hmm. and then the alien would actually be the one that's like the protagonist and he's like what the hell <laughs> like i was coming here to help you but you all suck so mm -hmm. bye and so it was just like a really progressive uh uh writing for the time which i know is what he's known for so that makes sense mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. all right emily go for your uh <laughs> well, video, video game, game. 
I was gonna <clears throat> I was gonna say one more thing on like your your point though is like I've only ever read one like anthology of short stories and it was The Martian. So and it's really the, good. The and I didn't like, yeah, yeah, sorry. The one by Bradbury. Yeah, yeah. I, hate Bradbury. And I, was, I so good didn't like see. every single one of them, but there were ones that were really good. Yeah. And it's interesting. I've gotten into short stories a lot more in the last couple of years. And I think it's the whole thing that I've talked about where I don't feel the need to finish every book that I start now because I just like, if I'm not enjoying it, like there's so many books I want to read. Why not? And so short stories, that's even better. Like if it doesn't grab me in the first like five to 10 pages and it's like, I mean, obviously if it's 12 pages, <laughs> but like if it's like not a novella <laughs> and I'm just like not there or if it's like a 70 page thing and yeah. like I've already done a portion of it then I'm like, nope. All right, let's move on to the next one. Do you and ever go to try to just look <clears throat> up the ending really quick? Sometimes. I do that sometimes. Not like, on full-length novels, no, unless no, no, I've no. read a chunk of them, and I'm like, I don't want to read this, but I am mildly curious. I like, don't remember who it was, but we had talked, I think we both read either some or most of a bunch of short stories that were kind of confusing, and so I jumped on, like, Reddit after to be like, okay, guys, like, what did this mean? I definitely did that with what a Stephen it? Graham Jones anthology. He's, What's like, a it? horror person. Um, after all the people lights have gone out. Maybe so. There was one that I was like, you were like, yeah, some of them are weird. And I was like, Or oh, The right. Large Carnivorous Sky by John Lingan. I definitely did that for one of his. That might have been. I don't remember who it was. But I was like, what? Okay. Okay. This is someone's interpretation of it. And now it makes a little more sense. Sometimes I get mad when short stories are left ambiguous. Because I'm just like. You have talked about that. Yeah. And you're like, give me more. <clears throat> endings. Okay. Endings, endings are, are hard. so they hard. They are. They are. They are. Anyways, I just wanted to say that because <laughs> I, I am actually not a person who would go to read short stories. I think, I think you would like that medium. And you can jump around. Like, sometimes with Stephen King ones, I'll jump around to ones I've heard of. And then I'll go back later and do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing right now with my current read, which I'll talk about. Is like, I've read most of them, but mm -hmm. there were a couple gaps that I started reading the other ones. I'm not a big short story reader, but I have read a bunch of Stephen King short stories which are generally excellently written, and then, like, Neil Gaiman. And, well, of read, course, Ray Bradbury. And I read his no novella, which was The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which was great. And mm. it was really nice because I was getting tattooed, and I was reading it, and it was so short. Mm. And it was lovely. Yeah, but, and I, I wouldn't even say that's just, like, short novel. Like, he is, like, I don't know. That one's I tough. I feel very safe with Stephen King, though. <laughs> He's for the most so part. good at short He's stories. So and same thing with Bradbury. Yeah. Like, they're the masters. Yeah. And then I think others are good at it, and then some less so. But mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're bad authors. It just means it's not their medium. It's, yeah, it's a particular... It's like a painter that can't do, yeah. like, pottery. They're still a good artist. Pottery's hard. <clears throat> versus sculpting, versus, like... If Water you're color. a ceramics can go die. It's so hard. Wow. <laughs> we love you. Sorry ceramics. if you're good at ceramics, but no, you're People. not. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I rabbit trailed, but I was just like, I want to say that. So my second tale is a game called Florence. Um, and I discovered this game because I was on Spotify Discovery one day and there was this beautiful song called Wake Up, Get Get Moving or something that was like, it's like this beautiful, like, cello piece with like piano and stuff and violin and it's just gorgeous. Go listen to it right now. I'm literally getting chills talking about it. And I was she's like, not, she's like, no, wait, you just look Getting so many chills. If you're driving, stuff. wait till you're not driving. Yeah, yeah. Please wait. Um, And so... I was, like, just listening to the song for a couple weeks, couple months, and I was like, what is this from? And so I listened to the album, and the album is, like, it's really good by, like, the one song the most. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to look up this video game and see what it's about. And it's this very short, 
video game that follows the life of this character named Florence and there's no like talking in it it's just like all these little mini games you like brush your teeth and you like do little math problems and you like make a little picture math, and it follows math. but it's like Ooh. also really cute it's like really cutely done so it follows her life and she's like kind of alone <clears throat> and she you know she's just living her life she's going to work she like goes home and then, like, one day, she, like, falls in love and meets this guy named Chris, who's playing cello in the park. It's and it's just, does. like, yeah. <laughs> and she just, like, just she sees him. And then, like, later in the next chapter, she, like, ends up crashing her bike because she's, like, watching him walk. And she's fine. <laughs> I know. You know how you crash your bike when you're watching something. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to anyone. PTSD. <laughs> <and> <laughs> everywhere. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <sighs> and it's just, like, her life. It's a. I literally played it. The 20 minutes before we came here. Like, That's it's why so we're short. so late. It wasn't that late, <laughs> but it's just like a very quick game. The music in it is beautiful. And it just like kind of like it does that short storytelling. Nice. Yeah. Where it's like her life where she's with him and then, you know, things happen and then they're, you know, play it if you want to. Spoilers three, two, one. Uh, they, so they end up breaking up and he like moves out and she ends up like having a better relationship with her mom and she like can express herself and do art because he wants to go and play music. But she's like, I want to do art. And they, like, fight at the grocery store. But it's, like, so cute and wonderfully done. But it's very cheap. On I played it on Switch. Yes, Erica. Two comments. One, mm-hmm. not enough time for I people know. to pause for spoilers. <laughs> Two, I didn't get a choice about being spoiled. You Aww. just did it for me anyway. That's true. It's still I'm worth it. It's still <laughs> worth you were like twelve percent. Kidding. <laughs> That's accurate. No, I'm yeah. no, I'm I'm eighty eight percent kidding. There we go. Um, mostly. <laughs> Thanks. Mostly, uh, it's like I think five ninety nine on the Switch, which is a little pricey. Yeah, but it goes on. It but goes it was, down to like two. It goes down to two, and I bought it for two on sale. So I would say buy it for two dollars and like a play it. Breath of fresh air, and really. you can replay it. Like it, I mean, it's the same story, but it's still it's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good message. I really liked it. Good video game, good music. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you can't play it. It's right. I'll just bring the switch one day and you can play it. <laughs> It'll take you twenty. Minutes. It's so fast. It's a very fast that's game. very bite sized. Yeah, extremely. Extreme. What was it called again? It's called Florence. That's right. It's like bright yellow. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, it's like yellow background and it's like a woman with her face. Is it Florence? It might be. We don't want to spoil (laughs) you. Okay. She's cute. Yeah. The the style is really good. She has blue hair. Sorry. It's like blue black. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have blue hair. Her hair is so good. So <laughs> You're ruining my love, Sarah. Go before she wrecks the rest sure. of the short so, game. <laughs> I was going to talk about a podcast, um, but she changed. But I changed it because when I actually went to look at, it, I was like, "These are so short." And then it was an hour, and I was like, "This is not short." Exactly. So I'm going to talk about um, a book that you got <laughs> me for our birthday because we have the same birthday. We do. Um, called Lady Killers by Tori Telfer. Telfer. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it is an anthology about female serial killers. And it is <laughs> just what you want. It is <laughs> so excellent and so horrific and so interesting. And the illustrations are lovely and it describes what they look like. And on more than one occasion when I got through the chapters are really little, like twenty pages maybe. And I'm like, I have to know what they look like. And I'm like, oh, they look so evil. <laughs> I can't remember if 
I heard about it on My Favorite Murder or Books in the Freezer or both. But it was like, I heard it on a podcast that we both have listened to and I was like, here we go. Sometimes like little anthologies like this are not the greatest because it feels like they're not well researched or like, but this one is really good. good. Like I'm halfway through. You can see my little Twizzler bookmark. I like it. Um, but yeah, it's excellent. It is very dark. So if you're not into it, Steer it's quick. dark. It's dark. It's Do ladies dark. kill people in oh, it? Oh, so many <laughs> spoilers. People. So many beatings. That's not the same, Emily. So many <laughs> serfs. No. It's just bad. Oh. But it's so interesting. And there's a little forward that's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, these FBI agents and police were like, there are no female serial killers. But no, there certainly are. So, you know. Have you read about any particular interesting ones that you found fascinating? Um... A lot of, uh, not a lot. I would say I maybe have read five or six and a lot of them do poisoning, which I think isn't that interesting, but like their motivation for it is interesting. Like, I don't remember the girl's name, but one like just kept having babies. And then this is really sad. Sorry. But like (laughs) poisoning all her babies and like the doctors were like, yep, it's like, you know, whatever disease from back then, you know, typhoid or whatever. And, like, her husbands were just, like, die. She had, like, four or five of them. They're just, like, mm. And then, like, after the fact, they're, like, we think she might have been poisoning people. So they would, like, exhume the body and be, like, oh, yup, she sure was. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of, like, older stories? Like, um, I mean, I haven't read anything, like, up to date, like, current. There was a couple that were in, um, any beheadings? I don't think so just the, the first not one yet. not yet hey. a lot of poisonings and a lot of like bludgeoning and like mm-hmm. yeah interesting and then women being like i did not kill anyone i would never it was all my maid servants and i tried to stop them but i couldn't and I'm like, you're such a liar so i just made the most adorable like hand motions oh, it's just so interesting Mm-hmm. No do bad. you have a favorite no though or no I mean I don't have a favorite not a favorite <laughs> <Murder. laughs> and we thank you for that <laughs> gosh oh, but it's really great I don't know if she's written anything else but her writing style is it's good we'll have to find out mm-hmm. we'll have to borrow it from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before I do my last one I didn't mean to cut you off you're good, oh, I'm good. Yeah. do we have honorable mentions I do do you not? Uh, so, really know. Um, I don't know. Have we talked about my favorite murder on here? I'm sure we have. Um, At least yes, mentioned it. once or twice. But no, I don't think... In, so, they yeah. have, so, they have their regular episodes. And then they have, each week, they have they call it mini-sodes. Like, mini-episodes. I love them. They're so They're great. So I need to submit a, an email to them. But basically, they, they have people send in, like, weird stories or hometown murders or, like, now sinkholes, stuff you find in Lost. Just, like, bizarre stuff. And then they have someone that, like, curates it, obviously, and then they just, like, read them back. It's, like, a little maybe 30 minutes at most. They don't do their, like, banter at the beginning. They're just, like, hi, I'm Karen. Hi, I'm Georgia. Okay, let's read an email. And they're usually pretty funny. And then they, like, riff a little bit because they just do. Yeah. But they're always really excellent. They are very funny. Um, And then there's there's a bunch of, like, podcasts that I listen to where it's it's a large podcast, but the episodes obviously are like smaller and more self-contained stories Mm -hmm. like um the magnus institute or um the one that i was going to talk about but i didn't because it's long called let's not meet which is um a guy who just reads people's horrible things that have happened to them like real accounts of weird bad things that happen that are interesting would you consider radio rental 
one. I was going to talk about radio rental, but it's very weird. That's a good one. That's I think I started it because you told me, so and I was bizarre. like, what am I listening Terry to? Terry Carnation. Terry Carnation, played by Rain Wilson. It's like a framework for something similar. Like I people. didn't get far enough to make a choice. I just knew that I was like not ready for it in that moment. <laughs> it's people it. talking about weird stuff that, have ha- that has happened to them, but it's it's this framework of like a video rental store <clears throat> run by Terry Carnation, played by Rain Wilson, who's just this weird guy. Like, think of a Rain Wilson character. He's just this weird guy that works at the store and he has cassette tapes of people, or they might be videos, but like, yeah. he just like plays them. So he just says a bunch of weird stuff and then he plays one of the tapes and it's just like a real person talking about things a that real experience. Them. And them. then it goes back to Rain and he's like, huh, do you want to rent a video? Just kidding. I'm going to put another one in. And yeah. Just like very, very it's bizarre. It's well done though. It's like bizarre, but in a good way. It's very sci-fi, but yeah. it's like also people's real When I was listening to it, I think there's only 10 and now I think there's 20. There's like a second season that yeah. just came out. Yeah. I do have an honorable mention. I just remembered which is the Gravity Falls shorts yes. that we watched through. <laughs> They're so good because that's actually how I got into watching Gravity Falls because I was on Tumblr and there was a GIF set or GIF set, as some of you may say, of uh, Dipper playing the a sousaphone, actually. But he calls it the tuba, but it's a sousaphone. What a fool. And he's like, I was practicing my tuba one day. And then to there's a fair, a sousaphone is a type of tuba. I didn't know that. See, we learn something every day. There's a giant tooth, and he finds the tooth, and I'm like, what is this show? And then I watch the show, because it's all about bizarre, speaking of bizarre, weird things happening. This Gravity is our ammo. It's fine. It's very good, but the shorts are funny. I also said Ranker articles, because they're bite-sized. You don't think so? They're bite-sized no, info. I guess they are. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that. I got head shook at. <laughs> Ranker articles is correct-ish. It's correct if it, it means it to you. Sure. It um, helps me sleep at night. <laughs> I have just a lot of, like, I don't know, books, novellas, and anthologies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know, I'm in the, like, head cold fog. But I just, um, I don't know, like, as we talked about Ray Bradbury books, like, The Marsh Chronicles is great. Mm-hmm. I mentioned The Illustrated Man before. <laughs> I mentioned The Illustrated Man before, and that's one of my favorite collections. It's so um, good. It's so good. I have, like, two or three more of his that I haven't gone through, but some of them start to overlap. Yeah, Dandelion Wine is just a novella. I have one where it's like a mystery thriller novella, but it's about an author named Ray Bradbury where something starts happening and it's like really meta that I think is funny. He wrote in like the 50s or 60s. Um, So there's that one. I mentioned Stephen Graham Jones, who um, his anthology is good. He's a really good uh, horror writer, but man, he like cannot not kill a dog in his story. So I've had to oh. step back and not read it. Did you? I feel like I texted you. I'm really excited to read this book. And you were like, whoa, hold on. Hold up. <laughs> Some dog yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, I did read his Night of the Mannequins earlier this year, which was good. And um, he has some other good ones. Um, really, like, I like horror short stories, I think I've found. Um, Shirley, they have to be succinct, but they also have to make you afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Shirley Jackson's uh, book that has the lottery and other stories, hers are really just unsettling. Mm-hmm. And they're horrifying, but like with no gore or anything. They're just like, something's weird. Just like stare at like, the wall after. You're just like, oh God. Like, I literally have to put it down. And like, <laughs> I don't put a lot of books down, but I was like, I'm getting uncomfortable. I like, need a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think of other ones. Uh, sci-fi ones I like a lot though too. Uh, Cameron Hurley is a good one. Um, 
Sarah Pinsker, as I talked about last episode of like her her short story collection, which is um, a mix of sci-fi and fantasy. And I don't know. I, is Coraline technically a novella? I feel like it is, or like the graveyard book. So I mean, it's tough, like because kids, it's a kids book. Yeah, it's oh, a kids chapter. It's a good. kids chapter book. So it's I don't also know. a graphic novel. Yeah, the graveyard book, or like uh, Bradbury's Fahrenheit. I read the graphic novel mm-hmm. version that you had, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a graphic novel version of uh, what is that one called? The Octavia Butler wrote that we know that she travels back in time and she becomes a slave no that's a different traveling in time somebody's screaming in their car right now (laughs) octavia butler time travels we read it for our book club and it is called underground real no that's that's... close in white house whitehead um octavia (laughs) butler kindred there's a graphic novel of kindred which i That'd be intense. I think that would be intense. Yeah. Mm. Um, the only other one I thought of as an honorable mention is a graphic novel called Lake of Fire, which I taught mm. you guys before we started recording, which is an alien invasion, mm. but it's in medieval times. Mm. And they're just like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like during the Crusades. And so then they like band together and they're trying to fight the aliens with swords and they're just getting like vaporized and they don't understand. <laughs> But it's it's really good and it's just like it's it's um like a couple of issues that came out as like a mini series of like five issues or six and then that's it. And there's no sequel, there's no Bless. volume two. I love a self contained story. Yeah. It's really hard to do that these days. Yeah. Because like, if your thing is good, people want more of it. Yeah. Now I'm thinking more. Yeah. Eat, eat the just, rich. I just had one too. <laughs> which is uh they did a crossover of uh oh my god, what's that what's the camp comic that I read? Lumberjanes, Lumberjanes, and Gotham Academy did a crossover. Really? Six, yeah, and I really and I started both of them like right off the bat when they started back many years ago. And I remember they were like very weird crossover, and I'm like, that's so weird because it's like Lumberjane girls who camp, and then it's like Gotham is wild. I love. They have a lot of things happen though. Why not have superhero <laughs> children? It was them? very cool though. Oh yeah, they yeah. have like it's very like Gravity Falls, but like. Gay and for <laughs> girls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's so good. I love I feel that. Like, yeah, I'm just like remembering more. There's one yeah. called Huck by Mark Miller, who he's like a, he has like superhuman strength or something, but he's just like a country bumpkin boy and he just <laughs> tries to help out his town and it's just really wholesome. And the artwork's nice. Huck and not Hulk, but what also Huck anime, um, about the calligrapher. That's kind of a mini series. Oh, I don't remember, but yes, I that mean, would count if we knew what it was. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good one though. Mm-hmm. Oh well. All right, I'll do my last one. Yay! <clears throat> so, um, mine doesn't it doesn't break the rules so much, but it, it's going to. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about three shorter stories from um, the collection Skeleton Crew yes. by Stephen King. Mm. Um. This is one that I've, I'm now going back to read and like picking up the ones that I missed the first time or just mm. wanted to read again. So um, this was put out in 1985. It originally had a limited edition of a thousand copies um, with like an additional story. And then that story was put into like Tommyknockers, which a couple of years later, which I'm like, man, if you bought the limited edition <laughs> one to get that story and then so two mad. years later, he put it into a different book, I would be mad. Um 
So Skeleton Crew itself is actually quite a large book. So it's like 500 pages or something, but we're going to talk about short stories. So uh, the three that I've picked are um, The Mist, which is a novella, which opens the My heart. <laughs> um, the Jaunt and The Raft. So I'm going to go in backwards order of like... Um, we're there in the book. And so a lot of these have been originally published in other things. And this is when like Stephen King was like just publishing wherever he could. So some of these like originally were in like Playboy because <laughs> he was just like, yep, I want to make money. Like here's a story, like a story. And then they were like, cool. Um, or like the Twilight Zone magazine, which is where the John comes from. So anyways, all right. So the raft is, um, it was, they made a, a a feature of it in Creepshow 2, I think they have uh, one of it. But so basically four college kids are going to a lake and they have like a raft that they want to, like they see a raft out that they're going to swim to. And I think we talked about it briefly during our Stephen King I think, episode. Yeah. Sarah yeah. So, I love hearing the I love the raft. Stuff, so. So, so the raft is there. They just go out. I said four. I think there's a couple more. Um, they swim out to this raft and they're having a grand time until something that looks and is described as like an oil slick in the water just like devours one of their friends. And they're like, what the That's hell? why you thought there were four. <laughs> yeah. four maybe that. there was four. And then, or maybe there's four for the majority of it. There's a number of them. So they're all stuck on this raft. And like the way I imagine it is just like one of those like big plank like yeah. things that's just like anchored into the water and so it's like you know before cell phones and things like that because it's the 80s and they're all just stuck out there but they see this thing in the water and they don't know what it is and you never find out what it is it's just one by one takes them and like and so they're like do we make a break for it do we all go do we sacrifice like the slow one and go <laughs> like i'll distract it and you go but like even something so simple as, like, they notice if they're touching the water, that's when it gets them. So, like, there's one really gruesome part where, like, the girl's hair is in the water. She's laying down. And there's definitely some, like, creepy... I, I wouldn't say it's rapey vibes, but there's definitely, like, a guy that's, like, an asshat that mm. is, like, mm. kind of pushy and, like, not making the situation better. And I hear it's worse in Creep Show, but I haven't seen the film version of it. But, like, so she's laying on the raft and her hair is in the water and doesn't realize it. Or, like, it gets, like, in between the boards and, like, it pull, starts, like, pulling her through the boards. Oh, and it's, like, God. terrible. So, like... Mm. That's amazing and awful. Yeah. But, like, I won't go any further than that but like so Stephen can describe it much better than yeah you and Stephen are on first yeah yeah (laughs) Stephen so that's the raft and it's one that like really stuck with me because it's just it's bonkers and awesome um then uh I guess I'll go to the jaunt which is what I actually read yesterday um the jaunt is it's a story about like these people. He's he's like a um, like a a contractor, and you can teleport basically to anywhere, and they call it the jaunt, or like they use jaunt couches, and then they can teleport. And so he's he's gotten a contract on Mars to like oil. It's like the the teleportation has solved the oil crisis. They're looking for water. They're going to mine water now because of course we can't have nice things and we. <laughs> And it's like, again, he's doing this in the 80s and talking about the energy crisis and stuff. So, you know, good job, Stephen King. Mm -hmm. And then so he 
um, the guy is bringing his family and they're going to go be in Mars for two years while he's doing this project, just like anyone moving for work. So as they're being prepared to teleport, he starts telling his kids about like how it works and the story of like the creation of the jaunt. And so he's telling it in like a kid friendly way and like about the scientists that invented it and how he went through like trial and error and like what happened to the mice that he tried it with at first and like he keeps in so he pulls you in by explaining like in a kid's version of like this and apparently um I learned on a podcast that Stephen King consulted like the sci-fi author Ben Bova to be like how do I describe teleportation and like the science behind this so he like worked with a sci-fi writer wow, that's so and cool. did that and so the whole idea is that um, if you like the mice kept dying and people were going crazy and they figure out that you have to be asleep because even though it's instantaneous, almost your mind is experiencing like ages and eons of time. And so you basically either just die because you wither and die or you just go crazy because you've seen like millennia of time in a fraction of a moment and like oh, people's no. hair turns white and like their <laughs> eyes are aged and they just go crazy. So they gas people to make them fall asleep and then they just wake up. But because it's a Stephen King short story, things don't necessarily go to plan. No. But like the cool thing is there's like we talked about world building. There is um, so much world building in the story. It's like 25 pages long. It's so creepy because like then he starts talking about like not to his children. It's like an aside of like and of course this happened where like the mob starts using it to hide bodies by just throwing them in there and then like making it so they can't escape. And that's how they hide bodies in like this nether region of the junk. Or like people were murdering people like that, kind of like that movie Looper of like they'd throw them in there awake and then, then they'd not let them exit anywhere. So like the world building of like, hey, this has solved this problem and really good. And then this is why it's being used for bad things mm. and like technology. So it's super creepy and has a very dark ending as well, but not as dark as my last one. Oh. Sarah's sad, which it's is the myth. It's so. To be fair, though, the so book good. ending is oh, not yeah. as heart wrenching as the movie ending. Um, have you I seen this? I know the ending at my of friend's it. house, and like we were like, let's watch a scary movie, and we were so into it, and we like shouldn't have been. So it was like this whole thing, and then we just like watched the ending, and then my mom was like, "Time to go," and I was like, "Bye." <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the mist so much. Um, the short version is that, and this one's a novella, so it's a bit longer. Um, there's a mist that comes in, and uh, it's a small town. And people are trapped in a grocery store. And that's the plot. Now, they start to explore the mist. And maybe there are things in it. And some people are coming back. Or, like, are they aliens? Are they monsters? Are they, you don't know. But the more horrifying part is the, like, um, the people in the grocery store. Because very quickly, society just evolves. <laughs> and so there's, like, the people that are the soldiers and then they start blaming them because they were working on some top secret military installation mm. and they might have had something to do with it fun fact it's the same program that charlie was being tested on in firestarter 
so anyways um so there's that then there's like the crazy religious lady that's like a zealot that starts bringing people to her flock basically and saying they need sacrifices because god is angry and then there's like the regular people that are like i just want to go home (laughs) and like one of them has a kid and so then there's the people that want to go out and like see if they can get home or see like they're willing to brave it but then the crazy religious zealots now don't want to let people out there because they think it's going to let the mist in and it's literally just society crumbling and the mist is secondary so Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that stephen king does a really good job of like creating communities or like groups of characters yeah absolutely and also really good at describing a person by having them do or say something that tells you multitudes about them in one sentence. Right. I can't think of anything specific, but you're like, oh. Well, and like this lady, and I think it's Marcia Gay Harden that plays her in the movie. She's a wonderful job. Like, it starts out like she's the wackadoo. Like, he's not saying like all religion is bad. She's like the one that is like, you fell and broke your ankle, well, it must be because you're a sinner and mm-hmm. you're bad. Oh and, like, God. she's one of those. And so the whole town is kind of like, whatever, when she's mm-hmm. around. But the more they're stuck there and the longer they're stuck there, she starts preaching more and more. And then some people, like, as more people start dying, they're like, well, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Maybe there's this. And they start turning on each other. And some people are killed by whatever's out in the mist. Some people are killed by, like, the people in the grocery store. Um it's um, not a happy one to read or watch. The watching um, is so bleak. The like, ending is so bleak. To I won't the point spoil where it for you, but Stephen it's... King was like, "Man, I didn't even have the guts to make that ending, but it's way better." Like so... even the King of Horror hadn't thought he of an ending you. that dark, <laughs> and he was like, "All right, well done." Yeah. Um, it's just, it's probably one of my favorite horror movies, and I always kind of forget it until I start listing them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, The Mist. Mm. Definitely not to watch, though, if you're like, ooh, a fun horror movie. Like, no. it's a lot. Watch Scream. Yeah. <laughs> but those are, like, three really good standouts. Um, they're all bleak endings, but not all of them in that book not quite, are. So. Um, yeah, so, like, I just, yeah, Stephen King short stories. I love his short stories. The... Hotel one, that one's good. Fourteen oh eight, yeah. <gasps> the hotel so one, good. You know what I, meant? I knew what you the meant. The Shining, that's what I meant by the hotel one. No, it's not a short story. That is not a short story. Um, the good, a good marriage, that's another good one. It's a short story. Yeah, but anyways, I should go back and read some of his. I also just bought at the thrift store the other day the one, the Vampire in the Lemon Grove. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's good. <clears throat> I assume so. We'll see. I'll let you know next episode or once I read it. <laughs> All right. Rapid fire. Emily, what's one thing you're reading, watching, experiencing, etc.? Oh, uh, I've been... Uh, so Erica gave us books for her birthday and I am like yeah. 70% through a book called Burn by Patrick Ness. And it's very interesting. It is about... It's set in the 1950s and there's a world where dragons exist and do manual labor and wild, <laughs> crazy stuff. There's parallel worlds. Like, if we do a parallel world episode, it will literally go into detail. Parallel parallel but it's really good. I do really like it. I, 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 like I picked some winners for you guys. I think it, yeah, it's a really good job. It's just like, it, it has surprised me. It's also a really quick, easy read, also. Nice. So. Heck yeah. Um, I'm, of course, going to once again mention that Our Flag Means Death is getting a second season. A very, very excellent show that you should watch if you haven't seen it. And mm-hmm. I am currently trying to actually play all the way through The Witcher 3 on Switch. 
Oh, it's good. It's very good. I like that one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting ready for my concerts at school. No. Um, <laughs> I got recovery. <laughs> no, I'm reading two books right now in addition to Skeleton Crew, which was literally just a late night. I couldn't sleep, so I started again. Um, I'm reading Children of Night. Summer of Night, Summer of Night, by Dan Simmons, who wrote Hyperion, but he's usually not a sci-fi person. He's usually a horror That's author. That's my list. Um, it's pretty good. However, I keep just thinking, this book is it, but not quite as good. <laughs> like, it's still very good, but I'm like, oh, King did it It's better. hard. Um, but the other one that I'm reading that's really interesting is a nonfiction book called Cultish. Cultish. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And it's um, about how, not just, like, cults by their actual definition, but, like, um, like small societies like CrossFit or um, Soul Cycle or Lula or was it Lemon or Lula Lula Lemon. Lemon? Yeah, like how they get people to join and follow by the use of different language, and it like talks all about like how um, language is like the key to like gaining these followers, and then once they're in, they kind of feel trapped by like the expectations or like the fear of failure or like, and it's like. <laughs> like thought ending questions of like well if this is this it's because you're not praying hard enough <laughs> or you're doing this and how there's like lingo for all these different things like or like even yoga studios have it and she's like i'm not saying yoga is a cult but there are some cultish yoga studios and it's because they like change the dialogue and if someone is in your studio and you use the same words it's like you're part of the club <laughs> and it's all about like how people want to join Things like that. Can I just shout out then the podcast that the author of that book yeah. is on with another girl. I don't remember her name, but it's called Sounds Like a Cult. And it's in that same vein, but they do like episodes about different topics. So they'll have like a Lululemon one. They'll have, they have like one on Elon Musk. They have one on soul cycling. We listened when we were driving home, we listened to <laughs> Disney adults. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds really like a cult. Very good. It's a very good podcast. Yeah. I was going to also mention that, but I saw Sarah very excited. Like, What's it called? I have to look it up. Yeah. I mean, some of it's like in extreme cults. Like it's, it talks about like Jonestown and things like people think of with so cults. Much. But then like I read a chapter that's like on Scientology and how they get people. But now I'm reading a chapter on like multi-level marketing and how they change that and then there's the chapter like i read on soul cycle and mm -hmm. and crossfit that starts it out and it's like people are just have like they just want to be part of a group and that's yeah. how it's communities so yeah. i get you yeah so it's a very interesting book and i took it out of the library because i finally <gasps> got a tangible library because i'm an adult look at you go i know cool oh. all right we have no idea what our next episode is so yeah. It'll be there. We have a couple of ideas. But, It'll you know. be a surprise to yeah. us as well as you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter, T and Tails One, um, Facebook, T and Tails One. One. They're yeah. all T and Tails. Oh, yeah. And Instagram, Except for the Teen Tails One, which, which is, is under construction. <laughs> we don't have a Tumblr. Twitter. We have a Tumblr. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, Facebook, yeah. TikTok. And maybe a Tumblr. Tumblr ish. Yeah. Tumblr ish. We should make a TikTok. Like a whole ish. We could, except I feel... Crazy. Not right now. Okay. Glad <laughs> we're figuring this out on the podcast, guys. Yep. Okay. Tales 1, we love you. We Thanks do. for listening. Drive and safe. Have a good day, night, mm. afternoon, morning, evening. Goodbye. Do you think we're a we'll little try crazy? Not to be too crazy. <laughs> we we it's, 100. You guys are a lot. <laughs> we're going to try not to be crazy. Bye. Bye.